Hello, and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the only show where there were threats of fun and a possibility of vomit. Deb? Well, the funny thing Truncate is... It. <laughs> no, I thought about the threats of fun, and that was after I'd had to take an emergency trip for a funeral. And you're like, do we need to cancel? And I'm like, oh no, we're recording, and it's gonna be fun! And you're like, wow, I can't believe I just got threats of fun. And as for the vomit thing... You know what? Vomit happens. Yeah. Uh, well, the exact You, Bender, is... Sushi, fun. Well, no, but we have to say the Vomit. sentence, which is, Why is there a bucket in the living room? Because I've been sick. So you mean you might throw up in a bucket next to me? And I said, well, there's always a possibility of me vomiting. It's just a little more prevalent right now. And we decided off-air that we would start with video games. Let's just skip we did. that Let's part. Let's get into Uncharted. Well, we won't. But uh, because, and yes, I would, I will freak out if we don't talk about Uncharted soon. Um, but I do have a preface to this. Okay. Is that, um, you know that I talked about uh, defeating, or beating, defeating. Yeah, yeah, like a foe. Um, like an arch nemesis, if you will. But I did beat uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, and you've then been I, with. yes, uh, went in for a palate cleanser, which would have been Ratchet and Clank, uh, beat that in a matter of days. It's not one of those, it, I mean, well, it's, it's it, kind of like Crash Bandicoot. You yeah, it, it's, it's a 10 it. hour game. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what they call that usually adventure, like side scroller or not side scroller, but something like that. Yeah. Um, kind of a platform, platformer game. Um, it, it's like. It's like the brain cleanser, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's a palate cleanser. I just, yeah. Well, yes, no, but you don't put it in your mouth. Oh my god, I hope you don't put it in your mouth. I totally suck off my PlayStation 4. Um, but then again, I'm going to get a USB Aww. vagina for it, so it's going to even out. Um, Why did not... I just have a James Adomian moment? Feel the wrath of my evil blowjob. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which didn't... It doesn't sh- make any sense. No, that doesn't. That it doesn't was track. the sheriff of Nine. No, yeah, no, I get it. It just doesn't. It doesn't track. Except with you blowing your blow station, uh, PlayStation. My blow station. Your blow. St- and oh now, my god, we're gonna call it the blow station. My blow station four. Which just sounds like a space station in a porn movie, but all right. Uh, <laughs> or the so, worst named like tire emporium of all time. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, that was good. Um, so I decided to get into Bloodborne, which is from the same studio that brought us Dark Souls. Now, I only bring this up, Deb, uh, in terms of the Dark Souls part, is that Dark Souls is known for its rarity in save points and its very high level of difficulty without ever having explained how to play the game. Well, it's kind of like Mario Brothers. No, it is not. It no, is more I'm like just, Battletoads. But I'm more, I'm more like, you can't save, and you, they don't really know what's going on, and you just kind of have to figure it the fuck out. Yeah, I... Do you have a specific Mario game you're Like, talk- original Mario Brothers. Like eight well, there were no save points at that point. Exactly. And I don't think you had to know what was going on, you just... Ran and jumped on turtles and mushrooms, and then yeah, but you didn't know what was the good save... shit and that's the bad shit. Are the stars good? Are the stars bad? Do I want to jump on this flower? Oh wait, this is a different flower. What's this flower gonna make me do? This is why I was always bad at video games. Yeah, yeah, you were way overthinking the simplicity that was the first Mario Brothers. Well, apparently that's what happens. Okay, well, you'd hate Bloodborne then, because they don't tell you how to. 
either pick up your weapons, use your weapons, what buttons the weapons are, um, drop you in a city full of effectively zombies that just keep respawning. Um, I got like literally like what could be maybe five to ten minutes into the story where I think I'm some kind of psychic witch hunter. I'm not quite sure. But I literally could not have gotten out of the first level. And like, I tried, folks. I tried. And I was like, fuck this bullshit. Doug, you have the internet. You can literally never complain about not having enough Yeah, but that's cheating. I'm not, no. But okay. But, but I was you, talking like tutorial, not like cheat codes. That's, no, but that's cheating. Like, to, but that's the point. Like, I shouldn't have to use the internet to get through the tutorial. Well, when I first started playing Ingress, that's exactly what it was. They didn't have any tutorial on it. You just had to fucking figure it out yourself or look it up on the damn internet. Yeah, but I'm talking about a platformer game versus a, 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 a what do they call that? A not virtual reality, augmented, augmented reality. Yeah, it's an augmented GPS-based reality game. Uh, so I gave up on, on Bloodborne, and I've talked to other people that have played it, and they're like, oh yeah, game makes no sense. Difficult beyond measure because they don't explain anything, which it's... But the thing is, these people build games to make you keep playing them. If you don't like them, then people don't buy them, and then they lose money. Why does that kind of make me think of, like, the guy in Half-Life that's been trying to walk to the outer border for, like, five years? Sure. No, but, but I, mean, I, I don't that, play Half-Life because it's a first-person shooter, but... But it's just one of those things, like, the game makes no sense, and they make you play it to keep playing it. Like, they keep trying to keep you interested... So no, this game did not keep me interested. That's what I'm saying. I got to the f literally first level and was like, I am so frustrated that I'm done. Great on you. You got my money. Okay, well, Dark Souls was really popular. How popular is this one? Bloodborne? Not so much. Yeah, like I said, Dark Souls is very well known. But they, but they, But they did say, like, in Dark Souls, I think 2 and 3, that they kind of did dial that mentality back and give you a tutorial, tell you how to use your weapons, tell you how to equip them. Like, this was like, I was literally running on the first level going, I don't have a gun, I don't have a knife, I don't have anything. And it's like, oh yeah, you do. You just don't know how to use it yet. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? So, Bloodborne, bah, and I went, fuck this game, and started playing the Uncharted trilogy. <laughs> Except it's not a trilogy anymore, is it? No, it's a quadrilogy and a half. Well, I guess a quadrilogy and a half would be six games, but... Can't you just say franchise? It's a franchise. There you go. Thank you. Um, so I got... You know, and I, I know I like action-adventure games, and it's effectively like playing um, Tomb Raider, but it's a dude, Nathan Drake, um, or it's like playing... Basically, Indiana Jones is how I've described people in terms of when they go, what's it like? Um... It's a lot of puzzle solving. It's a lot of running, jumping, climbing, um, putting on makeup when you're up there. Sorry. Nice. That was, uh, thank you. Nailed it. Yep. It's uh, <laughs> the Eddie Izzard reference. Sorry. Um, this has been on the list for so long. in the tree. <laughs> this has been on the list for so long that it says Uncharted, and I am probably about a third through uh, Uncharted 3. This what? is a great franchise. I love the remastered stuff. Well, you know, there's been development on a movie for ever a de uh, more than a decade well here's the thing though and i do agree the only person that could play nathan drake is nathan fillion well absolutely. having having played the games absolutely absolutely here's the problem though is that since assassin's creed didn't do that well 
they don't want to pour all of that money into an Uncharted movie. And the thing is... And it's not that Assassin's Creed was bad, it's that it was marketed wrong. And absolutely. They, they totally and there's a lot of mythology in Assassin's Creed, if you I look across... I mythos, but okay. Okay. Um, and there is a, mytho- a lot of mythology in, like, from Uncharted 1 to Uncharted 4 and 4.5, which is... a I always get this wrong. I don't know if it's the Lost Legacy or the Last Legacy. I just call it Last Lost um, at work. Nice. Talking to a friend, but... What up, Last Lost? So, really, you don't need to know a whole lot other than, like, he's kind of like a rough and tumble, like, he is Indiana Jones, but just a lot funnier and curses. I mean, he doesn't drop F-bombs, but there are points in that game where, like, something will happen and he goes, oh, shit, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Thanks, Drake. Um, you said what I was thinking, and you're a fucking video game. Uh, no, I think the... Isn't that every boy I, I think the humor... Yes. I think the humor in it is great. Um, the fact that... you, The weird, quote-unquote, like, love triangle that happens during the second game is hilarious. Because when old girlfriend meets new girlfriend, and she goes, oh, the new girlfriend goes, Chloe meets Elena, and she's like, oh, so this is Elena, and she goes, yeah, last year's model. Oh, snap! Like, yeah. Curiously strong! And then, you know, like, when they're, like, you know, I'm running from, like, a collapsing bridge or something, and, uh, Chloe's like, does this always happen with you? Elena's like, you have no idea. I think what you really enjoy about it is the irreverence of humor, and the fact that they are basically playing homage to every video game stereotype ever. But well, even, really a, even action, action hero yeah, stereotype. I mean, I think it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. Um, the supernatural element kind of took me off guard in the first game, um, which I, I'll just spoil because the game's been out for God knows how long at this point. But, uh, yeah, when Don't you... Don't we have the two-week rule? It's been way longer than two weeks. Uh, yeah, when you run into uh, uh, Aztec zombies, like, I was going to, like, what the fuck? And I told my friend that. I said, you didn't tell me that. He goes, oh no. I kind of wanted to know what your take was when you first run into those. Which is funny because whenever you drop a bomb like that, like Aztec zombies, all I can think is, oh thank God, ninjas. Uh, second one, uh, uh, roided up yetis. Uh, well, that's, it's awesome. That just makes me think of the Adventure Brothers episode where he's got like the Yeti mummy costume and he's in the villain super nightclub. Yes. With. Doesn't matter. It was, it was, it was basically like Venture Man. He's called like the, he's, he's some evil robot. He's on a date with, yeah, anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Thank you. Um, I was going to let you peter out on that one. Because it's a really good and very dense episode. It's the one where they use a uh, ghost robot to go on a date with... Oh, fuck, what yeah, was but, the name of that one? Well, it's like Doomatron or something. Well, he was, you know, like Venture Man or something like that, but he went crazy and almost killed Rusty. And so he became a villain. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nope. Okay, we're going to look this up when we're done. Okay. By the way, it's Ryan Johnson. Ryan? It's still Ryan Johnson. Doesn't matter what you call him. It's still Ryan Johnson. Which, by the way, was weirdly enough on an episode of Monk I just watched. Like him as an actor? Yeah. Interesting. I know. Weird, right? So, <clears throat> so taking a... Take, Uncharted. Take, Back to Uncharted. Uh, I love it. Um, I 
don't want it to end to the extent where I'm not even through the third game and bought the fourth one and lost last. Um, the Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, which Legacy, is, like, I guess, Legacy like, Legacy it, it follows two of the girls, one of which I haven't met yet. Like, that's how bad I don't want this game to end. Is I'm willing to buy it with people, like, characters in it that I don't know who they are. Um, I know one of them's Chloe, who I love when... When she forces Drake to admit that he loves Elena in the second game, which I, let me, and I'll, I'll explain the humor in it. Go ahead. Just remind me about the ending of the second game. That when Chloe's leaving, she's like, like, go to her. Like, you know, like that whole, like, you know, she goes, as she's leaving, she goes, you know, you're going to miss this ass. Like, it's, it's, it's not much, it's not mature rated yeah, it's not M. Bad. It's probably rated T for teen. Um, because you can't just say T like you have to actually say what it is um I think we should just start saying rated T and see what we can get away with but uh at the very end of the the second game you've got Elena and who was really badly hurt at the end of the second game okay and Drake was very worried about her and at the very end it's those two talking and she goes how worried were you that like, I was gonna be dead and he's like on a scale of 1 to 10 and he goes I don't know a four? And she's like, a four? And the funny thing is, you can just picture and hear Nathan Fillion oh, saying absolutely. that. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I love, and the guy who does his voice, Nolan North, um, great voice actor. He's also the voice of Deadpool on almost every video game. Um, he was in Con Man with uh, Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion, weirdly yeah. enough. Um, but but I'm Nolan sorry, North does a great job. I just had a flashback to us at Denver Comic Con and Nathan Fillion calling Alan Tudyk and almost accidentally putting his phone number, number out there. on. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, also, like, might want to change your phone number. Um, but just that they are giving over like how, like on a scale of one, how worried he was, and he's she's like, well, four. what about a four? And he's like, well, no, like the giant guardian guys, the demon yeti people. Um, he's like, I don't know, those were like those were like an eight. She's like, what's a ten? He's like. I don't know, clowns? And she's like, clowns? He's like, yeah, I really hate clowns. And they just start arguing, and she's like, you cried. You cried. He's like, no, it was raining. She goes, it wasn't raining. He goes, you were unconscious. She goes, it wasn't raining. I wasn't unconscious. I kept all your tears in a jar. I have proof. Like, they all just start arguing about his insecurity. It's fucking... Like, I was laughing out loud. Oh, look, I think that was, it wasn't raining. I kept all your tears in a jar as proof. Yeah. That's, that's like a whole nother level like, of crazy I, girl. Like, I kind of, I, I, we're not going to do it, but I, I, remind me, I will, like, YouTube show you the end oh, of that no, game. we're watching that. Because it's so fucking funny. Um, but if they can capture that humor, you don't need to have a lot of the backstory in it. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of making a movie out of Uncharted. So and it would make money. I think that maybe they don't. Because I would tell fucking everybody. They don't need all of the dense kind of build up no. of the backstory. They just need. They don't the even need to do characters. like the game, like per se. Like you don't need to have him tracking down what he had to track. I can't remember what he's tracking down in the first one. Oh, it was El Dorado, and then the second his one penis? it was. Huh. What? Did you say his penis? I did. No, no. You know where to find that. Ask the ladies. Can you always say it that creepy? The ladies. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Nailed it. So that was uh, what I've got for video games, I think. Yes. Uh, Deb, did you want to go to uh, movies or... Oh, no, wait. Uh, Movies, 
TV or books? Uh, I give you the options. We can go to books, but I okay. wanted to say two things first. One, I'm not big on video games, except for Ingress, which is not really... And big. Portal. Well, I like watching people play Portal. I don't like playing Portal, because oh. I'm fucking terrible at it. Yeah. But, great either. I was going to say, like, one of the most, like, almost emotionally visceral scenes I've ever seen... Was Final Fantasy VII. No, it was The Last of Us. Oh, no, I haven't oh played God. it, and I have watched the first, like, yeah, ten minutes. Yeah, you've watched the opening scene. I, I'm aware yeah. of it. And I'm just like, this is a video game? Yeah, what I've got a... What are you doing? Right in the feels. No, my, my friend is, like, let me bum um, Last of Us when I'm done with everything in Uncharted. But, or when I'm yeah. done beating the franchise, not, like, I'm not going to get Platinums on any of this shit. But, like um, I said, just the opening scene of that, and you're just like... The first ten minutes. I, I'm aware. I, I actually played the demo, which was that. And there's the thi- there's like a whole thing online of like people playing that for their teenagers that have no idea and their reaction, and it's just like, what? Why? Why would you do that? To yeah. Me? Why? No, I've got a friend with the uh, the whatever the gold edition or whatever. It's like it's the almost DLC on and... par with Dead Dog episode. Dad, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, so books. Um, I finished listening to oh, The Wrong Dead Guy. Ooh, what did you think? Are you kidding? I loved it. And especially at the end... So the elephant totally makes sense now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, the elephant makes sense now. And I love at the very end when they have the interactions between Sally and Venice. Who's Venice? Uh, she was the lady cop from the first one. Who's Sally? Oh, the, the, the other, other crook. Yeah, she's the other One Mar- of the other crooks. She's the other Maryland. That, yes. There you go. What is the name of, those... of the Maryland that's, uh, that's dating? Giselle. Co- Giselle. Because, of course, Giselle. Right. But, yeah, I love at the very end when they have, like, Venice and Sally doing, like, some kind of weird Catholic school girl art sex kink. And I'm like, Okay. Let's do this. I'll really? Get... My big takeaway from the end was they got a cat. Yeah, that he named after a famous crook. I thought they were going to name it Meowsy. Meowsy. No, his name's Willie, and he named it after a famous criminal. That's right. Sure. It's been a while since I've read it. Yeah. Um, it took me a while to get through it just because I wanted to really be able to focus on it. And you do. Because... I mean, focus on it, not get through it. No, like I said, because there are a lot of subtle twists and turns. Yeah, he's really adept. Like, for really that kind of... Kadri does go really straightforward on a lot of the Sandman Slim stuff. Um, but I found that his kind of twists and turns in the Coop High series... Well, because it's funny. Yeah, but I, just, I, I thought, I thought the writing was a little funny. better. Or a little, little more serpentine. Byzantine, even. Byzantine. Yeah, that's what you meant. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anytime anybody says go serpentine, I flash back to Metalocalypse and start laughing. Go serpentine. Yeah. But, um, if I were you, I'd go serpentine. <laughs> fucking lawyer. Yeah. So, um, but no, but how are you liking the whole Coop High series? Because like it's, it is a little different than the Sandman Slim series, and that it's a lot. I likened the Coop High series, in case anyone's wondering if they should read it or not, as. A supernatural heist series written by Douglas Adams. Well, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. The Coop series is Douglas Adams. The Sandman Slim series is a little more Neil Gaiman. 
Okay. Well, because he has kind of, you know, the darkness and the weirdness and the inherent evil of things in Sandman's limb. Okay. Which is a little more Gunman. especially. Gaiman, but all right. You know what I meant. I was going to say, especially in a lot of his earlier works, because he's actually gotten a lot lighter. Yeah. But in his earlier works, it was very much visceral. Dark gothic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. It was a little pop easy bright. Um, I ended up finishing while well, I started and then finished uh, in terms of, of timing. Uh, Civil War Two, Marvel Comics, Brian Michael Bendis. Um, I was a little itchy about reading something called Civil War Two. Because um, well, what's douchey. so civil about war anyway? No, I, I agree, and especially because the first Civil War by by Mark Miller and um, Steve, Steve McNevin. Um, was such a groundbreaking comic um, you really didn't have the heroes split like that before um, it didn't really break the universe in half the way it did before um, and but it's also the and then you know I mean the third Captain America was based on that comic well, give or take one of those things where Steve Rogers America doesn't exist anymore and I think they were trying to address that in the movie, yes. Uh, in the comics, not, not so, so much. much. No, the comics. Was um, a in the comics, different. it was that old Benjamin Franklin security versus freedom. Yeah. Um, in the second Civil War, written by Brian Michael Bendis, um, and has a variety of, of um, artists. Artists, yeah. So I'm not going to pick one out um, off the top of my head, but I will say that uh, it was a matter of, and this is kind of an interesting take on it. And I li- I liked it, and I think it would. I think it would cause a second civil war in terms of the heroes. Um, that they find an inhuman who's can like predict the future. And they say, well, based on his visions, should we stop uh, the bad things before they happen? Which, you know, a lot of people would say yes, and some people would say no, because some of it was like people that were like bomb places. And it's like, well, they haven't bonded, so they're still technically innocent. Well, unfortunately, that are are they guilty before they commit the act? Effectively, that's the mon- it's the minority report problem. Yes. Um, do you stop pre-crime, or do you see what actually happens? Because there's always a choice. Well, and yeah, so I mean, it, it gets into that, um, and the ending. I did. I actually didn't see one ending coming with one of the characters. Um, at the very end, I, I was very surprised on what, where they went with Ulysses, who's the psychic inhuman. Mm-hmm. Um, what a weird name. Ulysses? That's what his, whatever his parents named him. No, but I'm just saying, character-wise, it doesn't really make sense. Okay. Um, uh, no. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yeah, see? But, um, I, I really liked it. I thought, I mean, a, a little bit of it was a bit disjointed. I thought Bendis was stretching it out, but then again, it is Bendis... The running gag is that he's paid by the word, because um, he tends to have a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Um, and I thought he. I wonder if it was an editorial edict that said, by the end of this thing, downplay Iron Man because he's run his course with the movies, and upplay Captain Marvel um, because she's got a movie coming out. So I'm wondering if. By the end of it, that's where it was coming from, and I'm wondering, is it a good thing that the movies may be influencing the comics, or is it a bad thing that the comics are influencing the movies? Well, the trend right now is to be all-inclusive, so I think they're just trying to, especially with the success of Wonder Woman, 
kind of promote another female character that they can market. Yeah, and I think that's what they're trying to do with Captain Mar- Captain Marvel, which I is it is it Brie Larson? I think they yes. cast Brie Larson. Oh yeah. Like I said, which I think will be the movies that like post production. Yeah, like I said, I think it'll be a very good movie, but I think they are trying to upplay, you know, all inclusivism. So they want to have people of different genders and races being raised into those places of power, as opposed to just having Tony Stark, the rich white man with a drinking problem. Right. Okay. Which, I don't know if I told you, I got a text message this week from my friend Anna that just said, finally watch Civil War, Tony Stark's a little bitch. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't on I wasn't on Tony Stark's side in um, either of the Civil Wars. Because he thinks he's too smart. But... He thinks he can outthink everybody. But, but I was willing to play devil's advocate, and especially with the comic, because he says, to own a, you have to register like and to own a gun, whereas... If you have a superpower, you don't have to register it. You don't need to be, like, you can just walk around with it. He goes, if you have a gun, you have to be trained, you have to whatever. Um, so for, like, superpowers, it's like having someone with a nuke that no one ever knows about. Yeah. So I can agree. That's the first step to Nazi Germany, all right? Yes. I can agree. I can agree with his idea of a lack of security. Now, whether I agree with that and what he would want to do with, um, in the movies, the... Sokovia Accords, mm-hmm. um, or in the comics, it was some kind of registration. Um, it's, it's all basically just a dictatorship where, I was going to say, and it, it might not be one person, but it's someone having too much power to decide what everybody else should well, do. In the, and that's not... Cap- Captain America's whole thing was that, that people shouldn't have to, like someone like Spider-Man, mm-hmm. shouldn't have to give his secret identity over to the government. Not, like, public. Though he did go public in the comics. He did. Um, but shouldn't have to give up his secret identity for fear of his loved ones. You should have um, said anonymity. Sure. Or autonomy, for that matter. No, he can still have autonomy. He doesn't have to join the Avengers. But he can still have that I mean, he's an Avenger, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to join a group. I mean, he can still have autonomy. He just has to be registered and have all this information stored somewhere, which is the opposite of having like the, a quote unquote one of the most secret identities ever. Unless you read Ultimate Spider Man, in which case everyone fucking knew. Um, but the thing is, this was something came that, that the X Men cartoon made me understand when I was a little kid. The, in the Mutant 90s. Registration Act. Exactly, the Mutant Registration Act. Mm-hmm. And when I was a little kid watching the X Men cartoons in the 90s, it was kind of the first time I started to understand racism. And World War Two of like, but it was like, hey, people in camps. But it mostly was just like, hey, they were just born like this. They didn't do anything to make themselves this way. Why are we being prejudiced towards them? And the thing is, it's because some of them are, or could be considered dangerous. Well, yeah, because Magneto got put in the camps as a little kid in the Jewish ghetto. I know, it's like it's predestination. Not- I swear to fucking God. So anyway. Um, and now on to, I think we've got, I, uh, I got two movies to talk about, or do you want to do TV? No, we're fine. We can do whatever you want. Movies are fine. Okay. Uh, movies, uh, one quick, one not so quick. Uh, the quick one is Crazy. I watched Bright. It's not getting great reviews. No, it's not. I agree with one of the reviewers who said... From the director of Suicide Squad and the writer of Victor Frankenstein comes a new low for both of them. Ooh. 
Um, that is a brilliant, I, well-crafted burn. It is. But damn. I, I did expect more out of David Ayers and, and Max Landis. Um, I'm sure you Especially have something to say that, about Max Landis eventually. Well, other than the fact that he's kind of a little bitch. Uh, knew no, that no, no. he's one of Hollywood's biggest no, sexual predators. Max Landis? Yeah. Really? Yes. Okay, then. That was hot on the heels of Bray coming out. Oh, yes. Apparently I will be Googling that later. It was more about the fact that he doesn't know how to respond in a socially appropriate way when he doesn't get what he feels like is coming to him. Well, they have already renewed it for a sequel. Um, yeah. And that's the whole thing with Netflix not divulging viewership numbers. We don't know how many people watched it. I did. Um, well, here's the thing. is that a lot of people watched it, but it's much like Iron Fist, where a lot of people watched it, and a lot of people did not like it. So you're getting a sequel whether you like it or not. Um, with Bright, I, I think my biggest problem with it was um, that they spent a lot of time building the world when they didn't have to. Um, yes, I understand a wand can help summon this Dark Lord. Okay, that's enough, right, Deb? Like, that, doesn't that sound like... Hold on, just before you comment, like, let me get through the point. Um, but, like, wouldn't, wouldn't you hear, like, oh, they can summon a Dark Lord. Isn't that enough to go, that's probably bad, yes or no? Okay, that's true. Hold on, stop. So why build the world out where I have to hear about an orc-human-elven war that happened thousands of years ago involving X amount of people and specific people when you could have just gone Dark Lord and that sounds ominous enough for me as a viewer to go, nah, doesn't sound great, let's just go with that. That is the worst description of Lord of the Rings I've ever heard. Yes. <laughs> and that's exactly what that was and you know it. Yes. And that is bright. Like they, it, And we know how you feel about Lord of the Rings. I don't like it. Um, you haven't ranted about it, Dad, in like a few years. I haven't needed to. Um, they stopped making those fucking shit movies. No, they didn't. We just stopped watching them. No, they didn't. I, the Hobbit. When was the last Hobbit movie? Uh, Three, four years ago? It was. So I haven't had to bitch about it because they're not doing anything else. They don't have anything else. Well, that's not technically. Until they reboot Lord of the Rings. But I need Viggo Mortensen. Nah, it'll be like Jared Leto or some shit. Ugh. I don't know. Or Johnny Depp. He likes wearing like weird prosthetics. So anyway. He is very busy with the Harry Potter, uh, I was going to say, spin-off franchise. Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Uh, the Harry Potter. Well, I, I call them prequels. I mean, that's what well, they are. Well, they're, they're but I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, it's prequels. Like spin-offs and prequels. It's prequels. It sounds too much like sprinkles. I was going to say squeakles, which was... Uh, <laughs> the Chipmunks movie? Yes. Um, <laughs> hopefully Johnny Depp doesn't get chipwrecked. Anyway. You realize that also goes back to the origin of the podcast, though, which is me calling you laughing hysterically with Patton Oswald and David Cross. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and I want to say he was talking about the Chipmunks movie... It's something about, like, Alvin moving into the tour bus living room. Uh, does the tape across yeah, exactly. the... exactly. And then you can do ten minutes on anything. But anyway, um, so Bright wasn't... Wow, this was supposed to be a short one on Bright. Um, I I liked what it was trying to do. So what I liked the idea, bad execution. And I don't know where that execution comes from. Do you think it's directing or editing? Or do you think it was writing? 
Well, obviously, I've said it's a, a chunk of it's the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that David Iyer always wants to have, like, he has the whole thing with homies, little guys. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, the little homie dolls. Well, and that's why you have, like, people like El Diablo that look like a homie. Um, they do have... Do they even make those anymore? They seem kind of racist. It's kind of my point, Deb. Um, that he does have, like, a, a, a Hispanic gang in the movie... Um, and it's just like... Is it like Michael Bay, Black Robots? And yes. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's rough. So basically... And I, and I get, and is... I get, and I get what he's trying to do with, like, the orcs have a certain culture and they're seen a certain way, um, and that racism is looked at through a different lens of, like, the, um, not supernatural, but the, uh, like, the fantasy, the fantastic, you know, with orcs and elves. Um, but to have that... And then compound it with, like, the Hispanic gang stereotype is, like, it, it was just ridiculous. Okay, here's how I feel about this. Thank you, privileged white man, for trying to give us your idea of what racism is. And if you want yep. an actual good movie about cultural interactions and racism, just watch District 5 and shut the fuck up. Nine. You're right, District 9, excuse me. Yeah. District know. 5 is the, uh... For some reason, I totally just went... What did I say? Prequel? Boot? Or whatever? <laughs> The Spreequel. Spreequel. Thank you. Um, yeah, like I said, watch District 9 and shut the hell up because yeah. that's actually an excellent representation about But stop before you get the chappy. Culture. Yeah. Yeah, chappy was rough. Um, chappy was real speaking rough. Speaking of, of movies you should mother. see, um, I saw I, Tanya. Oh, really? It's really fucking good. Well, it's supposed to be really good. I watched Margot Robbie and Sebastian Stan are almost unrecognizable, un- unrecognizable as our characters. And I don't know who they got to play the bodyguard character, but he's really fucking good too. I think she's already. Allison Janney should have. Is she up for a best supporting? And not maybe not Oscar, but up like a, a best supporting and maybe like a SAG award, Golden Globes, New York, the New York Critics. Like she's got to be up for something because she's Screen great in it. I already said SAG. Yeah. Damn it. Um. But Allison Janney's great in everything she does, and she completely transforms herself in so many Absolutely. different roles. Everyone always forgets she was in American Beauty. But it's also one of those things where it's like you see Allison Janney and you see her in Mom, and yeah. she's you know white trash, trampy, hilarious, and then you see her in Juno, and she's you know the stepmom that just wants to love this kid and take care of her. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. she was in Juno. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, Small, but still. But I, Tanya. Phenomenal. I, think, I highly recommend I think it. Margaret Robbie's already been nominated She's been shortlisted for, a few, for a Golden yeah, Globe. Exactly. Um, but I mean, I saw the trailer and I'm like, holy shit. Well, it's this based looks on. Awesome. It's based on actual interviews and it says that. And they showed the clips of the interview, some of the interviews, like at the very end. And the thing is, like, it, it's funny, but it's not supposed to be because these people are so disconnected. From Look, reality, that you're just amazed by some of the shit they say out but loud. But I think one of the taglines, something along the line is, you want the truth, there's not one version of the truth. Yes, and you, and you do get that with Tanya and her mom and uh, Jeff Galuli, played by Sebastian Stan. Um, kind of weird seeing Harley Quinn married to her, getting the shit kicked out of her by a Witcher Soldier. Not really violently, but like, you know, slaps and stuff. Um... But yeah, at one point... Oh my point, god, that being my greatest idea of a porno ever is Bucky Barnes totally putting it to Harley Quinn. Sploosh. So, yeah, um, yeah. See? I, I like I, how I you got quiet for a second there and you're like, yeah, I'd watch that. 
Only because he like dislocated her entire fucking head with his robot arm. I'd still watch it. Yeah. What's <laughs> um, not here? Uh, but I Tanya, highly recommend it. Deb, if you can catch it, great. Alright, sure. We'll see. Um, I've got I know I've got Mr. Roosevelt on, on deck, which is an indie darling. Um, nipping at the heels of um, Big Sick. Uh, so, I'll have more uh, more talk about movies later. But those are the two I saw this week. So, okay. uh, Otherwise, it's been TV's, some TV's back. Um, I haven't seen some uh, mid-season, or what, what would you call the mid-season premiere, I guess? What happens after the mid-season break? It's called the winter premiere, but still. Winter premiere, great. Um... I haven't seen it of Gifted, but man, that Gifted mid-season finale, I should have seen coming. Oh, you don't want it spoiled. No, no, it's fine if you spoil it, but what I think is interesting is now that Disney has bought Fox, they're not canceling and renewing things the same way they used to, and I think that's really good for Fox, because a lot of times with Fox, it was like, hey, you get eight episodes, and if you're not a hit, we're fucking canceling you. I'm I'm hoping Gifted keeps going, because it's been great. Um, especially with the reveal of, and I should have seen it once again, having read the comics, I should have seen it coming a mile away, and I didn't. That's how engrossing this is, is that I fucking don't even think about it. What I think is interesting about Gifted, though, is the way that the reviews are being written is that people are being very careful not to reveal too much of the plot line. They're like, this show's great, this show's interesting, but we don't want to tell anything you uh, tell you anything about it because we want because you to go Because that's how good blind. it is. Yeah, they want you to go in blind. Well... I'm not that I'm not one of those reviewers, so I'm gonna say this right now. <gasps> the minute I saw a telepath named Esme, I should have put it fucking together that she was one of the cuckoos, which is from the Grant Morrison run of X Men. Uh, but the thing is, I haven't seen the winter or winter premiere, so I have no idea like what I mean. It's like uh, fine, I'll spoil it. The cuckoos are in it, whether you read the comic or not. I've always um, hated that name. The Cuckoos? No, Esme. Yeah, well, it's kind of terrifying when you know the Cuckoos from the comics. But, um, yeah, you say the, the, the three in one. And that just makes me think of um, Sandman series. Yeah, that's the whole point. Exactly. Where they go into another bird's nest and take over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the three in one. It's these three identical sisters. Well, they start as quintuplets. Um, or, no. Yeah, I think it's. I think they start as. Ooh, they might start as four as opposed to three. One of them ends up murdered. Uh, One of them mur- ends up murdered. Um, and then it becoming the three and one, which is like they become like an almost. Well, it's a bastardized um, version of the Holy Trinity. Yeah, I don't. That's what he was going for. Well, it's more, so who knows on that one? But they, uh, in the future, uh, they end up becoming like almost a, a biological cerebro. Okay. Um, and that's kind of their thing. Um, that they're like these like greatest telepaths as long as they're all together the three in one so to see the cuckoos come in uh once again a deep cut for characters like well it's also the same thing they did for um the dark knight rises though like you never thought that talia was going to be the villain mother yeah that was one of those i'm pissed i should have seen that coming well like i said that was kind of a deep cut too though because if i asked you but it wasn't that was the thing is that it wasn't because you already had ray jal ghul yes but they never talked about him having children no they didn't yeah, well, it, unless you pay attention to the flashback, which makes total sense. But like I said, it's just one of those things where it's like, if I had asked you ten years ago if Talia would ever be a main villain in a Batman movie... God, no. Exactly. 
No. Bane, yes. But uh, Joker, absolutely. Raja Al Ghul, yeah. Yeah. But Tali Al Ghul, nope. I've got side, maybe a side villain with Raja Al Ghul, but you're right. And it's interesting considering in the Arrowverse how important Nissa has been as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you got Talia, like, what, two seasons ago? Talia popped up. No, I, I just don't remember how long ago it was. I did want Maybe to ask seasons? you about something kind of similar to that, though. Um, Netflix has been recommending to me to watch a series called What Happened to Monday. Uh, it's not a series. It's a, Is it a series or a movie? I think it's a series. I'm I not think it's sure. a movie. I haven't looked into it. What Happened it. to Monday with the Seven Girls? Yeah. It's all right. Keep it's open. a little confusing. Um... Well, and it's, it's, well it's, it's no Orphan Black, all right. Uh, it's... I, I... I didn't like it. Um, but it's because I kind of walked in expecting something different. And oh, I kind of went, okay. oh, that's what it is. And it's not to say that it was bad. I, I just wasn't a fan. Okay. Um, is it a... I thought it was... It might be a movie, I don't know. I just know that Netflix yeah, what, keeps telling me I should what's watch about, it. Yeah, what happened on Monday? Yeah. It's about these seven sisters where it's like a, a dystopian society. And like I said, there's only supposed to be one of them, so they have different days. So they, yeah, yeah, and then one falls in love and the whole thing fucking falls apart. Um, it's it's that kind of a story. I can't, like, like, that happens all the time. But, um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, it's that kind of... Once again, love in a utopia or dystopia doesn't work. I think it actually, to me, it was more a little bit like the prestige, where you can't have more than one person living one life. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And that's, if you walk into uh, what happened on Monday with that, you'll like it just fine. Okay. Well, it's just, you know, in the prestige, it doesn't make sense until the end when you realize they were two different people. Because it's both the prestige. Of them, yeah. But like I said, and both of them loved Literally. different women. Yeah. But they could never be fully themselves. Yeah, poor, I just uh, depressed poor, myself. Poor other Christian Bell, ha- uh, Bale having to fuck uh, Scarlett Johansson. Hansen, yeah, poor him. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, mm, mm, poor baby. But I mean, um, it's the whole line where he's talking to the wife at one point. She says, I can tell when you're lying. Yeah, like I said, some days when he says, I love you, he really means it. And some days when he says it, he doesn't. Yeah. And when they do the reveal at the end, and you're like, oh, fuck. That yeah, makes like, total sense. Like, get to shoot, shoot off, off the home, finger, like, yeah. Oh, oh, fuck that noise. Um, Sorry. <laughs> the Doctor Who Christmas special was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said goodbye to Capaldi. A lot of people are happy about this. I didn't like yeah, that's why a lot of people are happy about it. I'm ambivalent. I, I like. I think him. Capaldi's a very talented actor. I didn't like him as a doctor. I liked him at the beginning, not so much the end. Sonic sunglasses. Yeah, that was at the end. Um, and the fact that they have David Bradley, uh, who plays uh, the first Doctor, mm-hmm. uh, shit on those where he's like, "Take those off. You're indoors." Like every time you put someone, he's like, "Take those off." Um, it was really funny. Uh, I. I, I honestly expected the doctor's parting speech, as every doctor has, um, during a regeneration. I to... don't want to go. That was Wait. eleven. That, that was eleven, right? Uh, I think that, that was, was Matt Smith. No, that wasn't Matt Smith. I think that was, was that Tennant. That was David Tennant. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I it was think, Tennant. Yeah, I think Smith was like okay with it because he had done like the whole trends lore thing and 
whatever. But anyway, um, but yeah, I don't want to go. It was just like, and admittedly, Tennant's my doctor. Smith is mine. Despite the fact that he's so creepy in Jessica Jones. Uh, but that this was uh, Moffat's last season. Uh, Chris Chibnall would be taking over the reins as showrunner. Um, and we have a female doctor now. And we have a female, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, but that the speech seemed to be more about Moffat leaving Doctor Who than the Doctor regenerating, which was fine. Like I, I would have, I would have been okay well, with that. Except, yes, I would have been okay with that. Except that the speech seemed stilted, wooden, unemotional. Like I didn't cry. I cried when fucking Tennant went. I cried when Smith went. I didn't cry with Capaldi. Well, like I said, I never particularly cared for Capaldi. And here's the thing with Moffat is I need him to get his shit together and do another goddamn season of Sherlock. That I can't help you with. Um, Just say. But I no, get I, it. I, I'm excited. I'm Benedict's excited to a see. big star now. He doesn't have time for the BBC, but still. Um, I, I'm excited for where the the new Doctor. Uh, Jane. Joanna. Uh, Whatever her name is. Generic white lady. She, she's a little. I don't like. I don't like her outfit. I, I don't like. No, her I do not like outfit. her styling. But she has uh, her falling out of the TARDIS. The TARDIS being abducted, or yeah, I believe being abducted, and her falling towards London. Um, so we'll see where that, where, you know, Chris Chibnall's starting out on a, on a point where you're like, is she going to survive? Well, yes, she is. Of course she's going to survive. Um, the, the and it's going to be an ever-rotating cast of companions, which, mm. you know, I know not everyone can live up to the pawns. Like I said, we all fell in love with Amy and Rory. Absolutely. And it took us a little while with Rory. Um. And I never particularly cared for Rose. You'll, you'll bite your tongue on that one, but um, despite the fact that she's a beautiful girl, you know, and I didn't, I didn't mind um, the last companion, uh, Bill, but I thought it was a little. I thought they were trying to. I thought it was a little stupid that they were like, "stupid" is not the right word, but they were like trying to be progressive. They're like, "Look, she's black and she's a lesbian," and it's like, and it's like, "Yeah, no, we get it. You're trying to be progressive." Like, that doesn't make it a good character. Um, so, I mean, I liked Bill, but I liked Bill for who she was, not what she was supposed to represent. Does that make sense? I, I kind of feel like it's what happened to when I read Armada. And I'm like, oh, wait, we have the same cast of characters again that includes everyone of all different races and different genders and different sexual orientations, just like we did in Ready Player One. But did you like them as characters versus what they were supposed to represent? Mm, some of them. Okay, so your point only half maintains. Great. But I'm just saying, I feel like like I've seen it before. And they're just trying to kind of cram it in there. Okay. To cram it in your cram hole, Cramerson. Um, or wherever your people traditionally cram things. <laughs> we have a few more things. Sorry, uh, we have plenty of time. Uh, Black Mirror Season 4. I'm only halfway through the new season and I will say the episode called Arc uh, there's always one episode uh, let me say this there's always one episode every season that makes you just want to get in the shower with the clothes on and cry we'll talk about it when you want to talk about it the second episode is that episode okay uh, well, like, is it expertly well, directed by Jodie Foster give me like a level here is this like 
Jodie Foster, Silence of the Lambs, creepy. Is this, like, Taxi Driver, Pedophile, creepy? Is this, like, X-Files Home, creepy? Where's my level here? It's not, the thing is, it's not creepy. Okay, emotionally upsetting. Yeah. Like I said. Hop in the shower, the clothes on, correct. Well, give me a level. Give me something that has the same, like, emotional resonance. Other than different episodes of Black Mirror? Other than different episodes of Black Mirror. Oof. Exactly. Um, American Beauty. Okay. Yeah. Not creepy, but deep emotional resonance. Got it. Um, if we'd all just talk to each other and we're gay and be okay with Nazi plates, we'd be fine. Yeah, that was the takeaway from American Beauty. Come on, that was funny and you know it. <laughs> Uh, all I know is that every time I see a plastic bag floating through the wind, I think, well, thanks to Kevin Spacey, you're not going to be in the sequel. Um, really? Because all I think is, you know, the Family Guy clip. It's a bag! It's a plastic bag! Look at your circulatory system! Um, oh, when God's yeah, yelling exactly. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Do you it's know how complex that is? Like I said, it's like it's dancing with me. It's a fucking bag! Look at your circulatory system! Uh, but no, uh, Archangel is a lot about um, what you would do to stop yourself from losing a child. Um, oh my god. Whether it be biologically, whether it be literally lost, like at one point the child runs off when she's very young, versus losing her emotionally when she's a teen. Um, it's, it's pretty fucking heavy, Deb. Okay, did you feel some similar thing when you watched Arrival? Yeah. No, okay. yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Arrival's a way better one than American Beauty. But, I mean, it's the same type of thing where she has to figure out, because she knows that time is, is cyclical now, does she still want to have this child even though it's going to die? Yeah, Archangel's not cyclical in that it doesn't start happening again. But, no, but it's, it's the um, burden of knowledge. But, but, the, but that pattern keeps popping up, and there you're you like, ooh. Um, I like I said I watched Interstellar with my dad, and then pretty shortly you, afterwards we oh, watched no, Arrival. Yeah, I was gonna say then pretty shortly afterwards we watched Arrival. I'm like, um, Dad, is there a reason we keep watching movies where the child dies on the parent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, "Well, well, no, honey, you've always been dead, and I'm that kid from the Sixth Sense." Maybe you died when you stuffed all those dollar bills down her throat. Maybe she died when you hit her with the stripper. I don't know. But I'll tell you what didn't she's kill her. She's a stripper. But I'll she tell you what didn't kill her. inside anyways. But I'll tell you what didn't kill her. Cigarettes. Smoking. Yeah. Like I said, she was a stripper. She was already dead inside anyways. Hey, speaking of cigarettes, Deb. Yes, dear. Do you need to go smoke? No. Okay. The new episode of X-Files premiered, and it was a bombshell. And the smoking man's back. Yes, and his counterpart, another smoking man. How is that his counterpart? Uh, if you watch it, like, you know how, like, the smoking man, like the first one? Mm -hmm. The, uh, Mulder's dad? Well, he died, didn't he? The actor, I mean. No. Oh, really? And neither did the character, because that's a thing of, in the, in the show. I just when that actor passed away. Okay, no. go ahead. Um, no, he is getting up there. So, you, uh, you do have... That um, at the end of the last season, uh, aliens come down. Uh, they're going to be spreading a plague. The Smoky Man is in charge of it. The truth is finally out there. Yeah. 
And, uh, by the way, this episode ends with the, uh, instead of the truth is out there, it says, I want to believe, and then letters drop off, and it says, I want to lie. And you're like, what's new? And, holy fuck, what does that mean? Um, Scully spends most of the, uh, about a, a third of the episode in a coma, wearing way too much mascara. That was my takeaway. Did way you, too much mascara. Did you ever watch that time travel movie I recommended to you starring her? Um, I'll go down if you... No. That has adult Haley Joel Osment and all of her tops are really low cut. Uh, it's because she's quite fit, which is a direct quote from her in our robot overlords. And she she's still looks fit. good. She Girl, looks great. I cannot believe she has an adult child. Are you fucking kidding me? Don't care. Don't care. You'd still hit that. Oh, you? yes. Yeah. Hands down. You'd make that ass know it was mm. yours. Oh, I'd be hers. I'd be fine. Um, <laughs> ownership would be evident. But anyway. I want to go to there. Uh, there's a twist. And it broke the internet. So we're just going to talk about it. Okay. That's fine. Uh, that you find out that her son, with Mulder, mm-hmm. um, is genetically hers and the smoking man's. What? Yeah. People can't see my face right now. There's a lot of there's a lot of feelings that are happening. And that was the I think the only mythology episode um, on this season. I think they're doing well, like they've, they've kept them pretty independent because they never know when they're gonna end. Yeah. But yeah. So we'll see where it plays off. That you know apparently yeah, it seems that it seems that William and Scully have some kind of psychic connection. That William is very important to the alien survival of the plague or whatever. Um, but like I said, I think this is the only episode, I could be wrong, it could be the, the last episode of the season as well, much like last season, where they kind of bookended it, um, were the really mythology heavy. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. They did get renewed again. For an, a 12th? Yes. Already? Yes. Great. They made the announcement a couple days ago. Yeah, and- after the whole Smoky Man thing. And... Like I said, you have so the, you have the smoking man and his um, his uh, assistant, whose name I can't remember. I want to say it's Rachel, but I know I know that's not right. But kind of a dark haired, yeah. pretty lady. Um, and then Mulder meets the other kind of side of the coin in the conspiracy, another smoking man with another dark haired companion, um, who so wants to stop the first smoking man. So it's the mirror image of each yes. other. Okay. So one wants to, like, unleash the plague, the other wants to stop it. And Mulder's kind of caught between them because there's been a psychic thing where, you know, Scully says, like, I've seen you die, you need to go to our son. If you go to confront the Smoking Man, it will end in your death. And when he thinks he's going to confront the Smoking Man, he comes across the second one. So is the second one the one that results in his death, or Wait, has he I not? Smoking Man Alpha and Smoking Man Prime. I don't know if Alpha and Prime work. I'd say one and two. That was a Futurama joke, but okay. Why did we have to be Universe B? Um, it's well, I think they decided on like Universe A and Universe One. Yeah. So, um, but I, I, I don't know. This feels like a B universe. I've I've never been more thrilled with uh, X Files coming back. Yeah. All right. Um, the fact that they've added more mythology with just there's a kind of like. Can we call it world building instead of mythology? Sure. 
Well, I mean, it's our world. Yeah, but mythology has a certain, like, religious connotation. Yeah, and who's to say that in the future the X-Files won't be a religion? You have an excellent point. A lot mm-hmm. of people do identify as Jedi. There you go. You're right. Well played, sir. Mm. Uh, what else do we have on the list? That's it. Oh, okay. Um, ending nonsense. Mistakes I made this week. All you can eat sushi. Um, yeah. And here's the problem is that you have to eat everything you ordered because if there's any left over, they charge you regular price as opposed to the $15. Oh, so you have to eat. like gorge. Exactly. So you either need to know exactly how much you can eat or be ready to eat way too much. Okay. Um, I'm on the liquid side of that. I overhydrated. Because um, <laughs> you were peeing everywhere? Because I had to pee everywhere. resulted in leg cramps. Uh, learned, learned that lesson. What? Yeah, your how muscles did, cramp. How did the peeing lead to leg cramps? Because I overhydrated myself. No, you're just low on potassium. Well, I'm just allergic to bananas. That's not my fault. You can get potassium from potatoes. I'm not just going to eat a potato. I meant like fries or a baked potato. Oh, like just go get a baked potato? Who just goes and gets a baked potato? People that go to Wendy's. Fair enough. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.